luminous souls. Thank you so much for tuning in. Your presence is both welcome and needed in this sacred space. This is Faith Inspired Action, the podcast. I am Tara Todd, multi-passionate healer, faith fanatic, plant medicine enthusiast, and co-creating queen. Nope, never been called modest. (laughs) But I am your host and I am so excited to venture on this journey with you. I help people remember who they are and harness their power to curate the life they desire. So we'll have conversations around mindset, metaphysics, faith, personal development, and expansion. I believe in one consciousness and the interrelation of all living things. So let's water each other's tree, nourish one another's soil, and empower humanity to align, transform, and transcend into their divinity. I am all about the healing, wholeness, and as a collective, living our most sovereign and authentic lives. I am extending my branch to you, so let's jump right in. Hello, hello, my luminous souls. I'm so glad to be back on here and be able to connect with you guys in this way. I have to apologize for my absence for those who don't follow me on social media or maybe have missed it. Um, it's been a, a lot these last few weeks. So um, been just over, I guess it'll be three weeks tomorrow or it might be four weeks tomorrow. No, I think three um, that I had to make a decision to put my 17 year old little dog down and um so yeah it's been a lot and then shortly after that my mother had surgery so I was with her for a few days only to come back home and end up sick so (laughs) that's why I'm not sounding my best right now and that is also why if you do follow me and you are watching Uh, the snippets on the YouTube channel, there will not be any video recording for this episode. It just was asking a bit much of me under the circumstances. (laughs) But um, I wanted to come on and talk to you guys just about this grief. Um, It's new for me. This isn't my first time experiencing loss, but it is my first time allowing myself to actually go through the steps of grief um, and intentionally allowing myself just to feel all the feelings and process everything without interruption, essentially. So just to give you a little bit of the backstory, um, I had my dog since she was 10 weeks old. She was a rescue and I had her for 17 years in the last, I would say, three years, really two, two, two years, is when her health has started to, to decline the most. So um, she was partially blind at the end, um, partially deaf, and also had dementia. People always ask me... <laughs> how do you know a dog has dementia? Because it just seems so bizarre. And for sure, it was something that was new to me at the time. But she, I had noticed these behaviors where she would just stop and kind of stare into space. And that was becoming more frequent. And then she was also doing things like going to the hinge side of the door, 
when we would be ready to go outside. Um, sometimes she would uh, go into, end up like in a corner and just stand there for what seemed like a very long time. And so as I was obviously um, observing these things and then had shared them with the vet, he said those were signs of dementia and that a lot of older dogs do get dementia. I guess it hasn't been something that's been um, known for a long time that dogs get it. And so I can't imagine what people used to think before there was an official diagnosis um, about what was happening to their babies. But it was it was a lot. And then um, also with older dogs, you see a lot of times their hind legs get really weak. And it was getting increasingly difficult for her just to even hold herself up to go to the bathroom. So um, the day before I made the decision, we had gone to the vet and she had actually lost about five pounds of muscle. And it was very evident to me in that moment. First of all, she didn't have five pounds to lose, but it was just very obvious for me that it was going, things were going to continue to get worse and probably at an increased rate. And once I got, once I heard that from the vet and had time to just sit and reflect on it, I could see that even in like the previous three or four days, she had gotten progressively worse, primarily with her legs. Like that was going to probably be the thing that would have ultimately been uh, the decision anyway um, because at some point she would have just stopped wanting to get up every day so we made that decision and um, we were able to do just the, the most lovely ceremony here at the house um, there was a there's several companies who do this they come to your home and will euthanize your pets and I was able to just make it very dignified and, and really have it be an, an opportunity to honor her place in my family. Um, 17 years is a very long time to have a pet. And with all of the things that I had gone through over those 17 years, it's just like, wow, you know, she was by my side every moment of every scenario. Um, in fact, there was a time about 13 years ago that I was exceptionally ill and had been hospitalized multiple times. I had had to have multiple intestinal surgeries and um, actually at one point almost died. And that little girl, like I remember points where I would come home from the hospital and she hadn't seen me in like five days or more. And she would be just whining and so excited and so happy to, to have me back home. And and then even, you know, when I was home kind of recuperating, she was right there by my side. So it's moments like that that you reflect on and you just realize what an amazing companion that you were that you were able to serve. And so um so anyway, getting back to the ceremony, we were able to really do something that, yes, honored her place in my life primarily. And so um, I had the crystals out, I had my music going, I had um, candles lit, and this lovely, lovely uh, veterinarian 
came to the home and was just extremely gentle and extremely caring and loving. And I was able to hold her in my arms the entire time and let her take her last breath. And so sometimes it seems really silly to share with people that you're grieving a pet because it just seems so small in comparison to human life. Um, but it's a, it's, it's real. It's a process. And she was definitely a part of my family. So it hasn't really been, I feel like any different than being in mourning over anyone or anything. Um, we're allowed to grieve and mourn and there are different scenarios that call for it. Even things like just leaving a job, you know, that maybe you've been at a significant amount of time or had a very big impact at and even if you're going into a better position that you may still find the need to mourn that old employer or employment situation so yeah it really does not matter um, what it is your emotions are valid and I think that's really why I wanted to come on and have this conversation with you because for me, this is my first time ever in my a big adult life at my big age <laughs> that I have allowed myself to go through this process and not try to bypass it with filling my life up with work or filling my life up with uh, social engagements and... Um, or numbing out with eating or drinking, you know, things like that, that I would normally do to not have to feel the feels. And so it's been something that's been really new for me. And my friend and sister, Miriam, who has been on the podcast, I think she was the second episode interview, um, said to me, why don't you talk about grief? And I thought, you know what? I hadn't, it was not on the agenda. Um, I had felt this really strong calling to talk about trauma. And that is why I did not upload something already in my arsenal it was because I felt like trauma was like the next, the next step. Um, but when she mentioned, you know, talking about grief, I thought, yeah, I'm going to do that. It will hopefully serve someone out there who may have at one time gone through it or may end up going through it or may be in the muck of it right now. Um, but also, I think it'll be just cathartic for me. So, um, yeah, it's been interesting. I, it, it's, it's really such a different experience for me. So in 2007, we buried my maternal grandmother and it was kind of crazy how everything happened. I had gone home actually on vacation and she ended up passing while I was home, which extended my vacation. But I played the, the main role in taking care of all of her affairs and making all of the decisions, um, for her funeral and the services and all of that. Like I just took the lead on everything. My mother was deep in mourning and um, just was not prepared to step into action. And, and I just kind of naturally did. And when I got back home after, I think it was like 10 days in New York, I 
immediately went right back to work and never took any time for myself. And we're being able to reflect on it now or even after the, you know, closer to the, that time reflecting on it after the fact. Um, I was a wreck. I was, I was a wreck and I was taking it out on everyone around me. And it really just, it did not have positive outcomes. And so to see myself, you know, back then that way, the way that I used to handle things and to see how I've allowed myself to walk through it this way, I'm really proud of how I have shown up for myself. I have to say I'm, I'm in a very blessed situation right now because I'm not working a corporate job and that's something that I typically do and I say typically just because it's been a little crazy over the last couple of years with the pandemic and stuff so it has I have not worked a uh, a corporate job for uh, you know for months or years on end if that makes any sense so for me to not be in corporate right now and to have this free time to allow myself the space to grieve, it is a blessing beyond being able to wake up and decide how I feel, check in with myself and take my time to ease into my day, to have, you know, time throughout the day to do things that just nourish my body and feed my soul is a gift. It, it is such a huge gift, huge. Um, grief is weird. It is, it hits you in ways that you don't expect. Like I've been absent-minded and not able to focus. And there's moments where I feel like I'm in a time warp and I just lose hours, but I can't really account for it. Uh, it's, it's, it's new for me um, and it feels really bizarre because it feels like I'm operating on a different timeline than other people and I'm, it's like I'm on this parallel timeline and I just kind of jump into reality um, periodically throughout the day and then jump back out again. It's interesting because I've been, even before this even happened, any of this stuff happened, I had already kind of been going through the muck of it at the end of 2022 and had been isolating. I felt a very strong calling for me to just be connected to God and to not be doing what I normally do during the holiday season, which is, you know, socializing galore, all of the glitz and glamour, all of the fun. Um, I had been just wanting to go internal and just be present and just be in the moment and with God. And, and that has served me because I feel like it really did prepare me for this. And it's also uh, been helpful since then, because I'm still in my what I've been calling my healing bubble. Um, it's just me and God every day, just kind of checking in with each other and taking life moment by moment as it comes. And I recognize that not everybody gets that kind of opportunity. So again, I'm, I have so much gratitude for the gift of time right now um, and availability to be at one with myself and to honor my day-to-day -day needs. And so it's been a little interesting. The first like week, week and a half, my, my body just 
every morning I would wake up and my body would call for water and I was taking these really long elaborate baths every day but it was feeling so right and so nourishing and so so needed um, and I recognize obviously water is a grounding source and for me I didn't even realize it but I remember being like gosh probably seven, eight, nine in that, maybe even 10 in that age range and taking bath, taking a lot of baths. And I remember my grandmother complaining about the water bill, the water bill. And so, um, water is something that I've always felt very comfortable in and called to. And so that was how my body I, I realized was grounding during that time. And then now it's, it's kind of shifted where I've been having this craving just to be outside. And so I've been going on walks every day and that has been very grounding. Um, and if you follow me on social media, you know that I've been having some very interesting interactions with, um, flying things, whether it's been a hummingbird, Robin Hawks, like it's been crazy. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, you know, just the things that my body has been utilizing to remain grounded. And again, that's something that's very important to me because I had been asking for, to feel more secure and to feel more supported. And, and that is absolutely what's been happening in, in how I do feel. Um, so yeah, it's been an interesting an interesting time, this grief thing. And it's, you know, it's one of those things where before it happened, I always imagined that I'd need to like take two weeks off work and I wouldn't want to get out of bed and I'd be, you know, so dramatic. Right. <laughs> and that's not at all how things have been. Um, it comes in waves. It comes with a memory. Um, it two less than two hours after we had her ceremony here at the house. I smelled her in my bedroom and she, I said out loud, literally, I said, Oh, you're home again already. Like that was really fast. And I knew that she was here and I knew her presence was with me. And that was super comforting. And there's been other times like in different parts of the house where I'll smell her. And I know that she's, she's nearby. Um, I've heard her whine, a couple of times my dog was not a barker so she was I didn't even say it but her name was Sable and she was a little caramel colored caramel and cream colored um Chihuahua Shih Tzu Pomeranian <laughs> so a mud of sorts and um she never was a huge barker she really did a lot of whining like a baby all the time even when she was a baby but through adulthood, her way to communicate with me was typically to whine. And so there's been times where I have heard her, the whine in the house and it just lets me know that she's close. It doesn't like freak me out or anything. It just lets me know that she's here and that feels really good. I feel like I probably had a bit of an easier time dealing with it because I did obviously know it was coming. It was going to I was hoping it wasn't going to be a decision that I would have to make, but I'm telling you that girl had a lot of determination and a lot of strength and a whole lot of love for me. And it seemed as though she was never giving up. 
and I had spoken to her multiple times and said, hey, you don't need to hold on for me. You don't need to. I'm okay. I'll be okay. So if you're ready to go, I can let you go. And every day <laughs> she was up. She was around the house doing her thing. And so, yeah, it's just, it's been an interesting journey. And obviously it's not over. Um, I think three weeks out at this point. And although I'm doing much better, um, I know that there, it can be at any moment, something can come over me and I can feel that feeling and I can miss her and I can need to cry or whatever it is. And I'm just allowing I'm just allowing. I've learned how important it is to process our emotions and to allow them and what that does to our bodies when we don't. And so it's become a priority for me, even at this late stage, to make sure that I am doing the things for my mental health and for my body that are holistic and that are nurturing and that are about self-love um I try to think what I would be doing differently if I had a corporate job right now and I don't think I would be doing anything differently except for that I would be on you know someone else's time so I wouldn't have the leisure that I have now but I would still be listening I would still be tuning inward and I would still be staying connected as much as possible um, to allow my body to really, really heal through this process. And like I said, I know, you know, her memory will never be forgotten. But the best thing that I can do is do what I know that will serve me most in this time. And that is being present and being available and just giving myself a whole lot of grace, <laughs> a whole lot of grace. Um, and I'm, and I, to be perfectly honest with you, I have enjoyed this separation. I've enjoyed not resorting to, I guess, my old ways of managing stress or dealing with loss or dealing with anything that I didn't want to deal with. I'm so proud of myself with, for not even thinking about looking back to, managing things in an unhealthy way and um, being able to prioritize myself is just I don't know there's no words other than it is a gift it is a gift and I am extremely extremely grateful um, so yeah that's that's really been the bulk of it I, I can't even I'm sure there's like lots of things that I'm going to think about that I want to share afterward because I did not like write this out or even jot any ideas down. I wanted to be just very raw and open with you and just kind of share my experience. Um, so yeah, I have a feeling when I, when I am done with this, I'm going to think of like a million things that I should have shared. And if they're important enough, I will do another episode on grief um, this definitely was nothing that was researched or um, clinical, so to speak. I just wanted to give you my authentic experience and, and hope that it serves you in some way. If you're going through loss, if you're going through any, actually any rough time where you, you know you need to be gentle with yourself, you know you need to give yourself grace 
and you know you need to turn tune inward definitely do that it is so worth what's going to come on the other side of it like it's worth your happiness later on and it's worth your authentic joy that will come back and it's and it's worth you and your health being able to process emotions release that resistance and just live holistically and healthily and wholly right that's what sable would want for me and um that's what I should want for myself. And so that's really, you know, really the bulk of it, really what I've been doing. My days have not been super productive, I'm telling you. Trying to sit down and focus to even write has been such a challenge. And it's not even like I'm watching a lot of TV because I can barely focus on that. Like sometimes it's on just as background noise or sometimes I'm just into the music and doing that and just kind of connecting with God and being present, um, doing some deep stretching or a little bit of light yoga, um, and just kind of being in the vibes. And I find that that's where I feel best and that's where I feel most whole. And that's where I feel that I'm not only honoring myself, but honoring Sable as well. Because as I said, she would want this for me. So that's really it, guys. I wish I had more that I could share with you. Um, thank you so much for just putting up with this. I know I have a, a bit of chest congestion and I've got quite a bit of nasal congestion as well. I don't have COVID. Um, I've been nannying a friend's little two-month-old who just turned three months today. And um, and I he had a cold and, and it caught me, but it, it kind of kicked my butt. So... <laughs> It was a little more intense, but it, you know, I'm sure when you are in grief, um, your immunity is probably slightly lower. So it was a little window and, uh, that's okay. I'm sure I'll be back to 100 in a couple of days, but thanks for putting up with, with this, uh, this voice and for tuning in and just for being present in my life and for being present, you know, in this in this world, in this uh, online space. I'm so, so grateful for each one of you who um, listen and subscribe and, and reach out to me. And I'm still taking um, suggestions for people who would like to come on the podcast and be interviewed and share their story as well. So I think I will wrap things up and leave it at that. But I want you guys to know you are so, so important to me and even more important to this world. You were sent here on a mission and everybody has their own mission and everybody's mission is to do it their own way. Your authenticity is what makes you special. Not doing it like anyone else, not following anybody's five-step nonsense. Just being who you are, heart and soul. And that is what I want to thank you for. I love you and I speak blessings into every area of your life. Thank you so much for joining me here at Faith Inspired Action, the podcast. Whether this is your first listen or you join me regularly, I am eternally grateful. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please do me the honor of liking, subscribing, and leaving me a comment or review. I'm totally up for connecting online too. So please follow me on Instagram at Faith Inspired Action. Then go to my link tree to join my private Facebook group and check out my current offerings. I welcome your questions, feedback, and insights. Also, if you have something amazing to share with the world, I'd love to invite you on a future episode. Just direct message me a basic synopsis of your story and include your email. Until next time, I love your luminous soul and thanks for sharing your light with this community. Music written and produced by my brother, Gabe Taylor at Lord Kingdom Productions. All rights reserved. Oh, 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 o